Welcome to another podcast from Faith Baptist Church of Gulfport, Mississippi. Recorded Sunday evening, June 25, 2023. Song specials for this service include the choir of Faith Baptist Church singing Lamb of God, followed by Don't Be Left Standing in the Ashes by Matthew and Jonathan McFadden. Pastor Dan Carr Sr. brings us our sermon this evening, which is titled, Don't Go Back and is from the text of John chapter 6 verses 48 through 71. We hope that this evening's message brings you closer to the will of God. Thank you for listening, and God bless.
done and we may build upon some with hay and stubble some with precious stones but on that day when we stand before him we'll receive for the life we appreciate that. If you have your Bibles, the book of Judges, we're going to go to two places. I'm just going to read one verse in Judges, and then we're going to go to John, the Gospel of John chapter 6. We was in John uh, chapter 4 this morning. If you want to find your places there, uh, the book of uh, Judges. Good to see Michelle Amherst's mother here tonight with us. Good to see the Benefields. Mr. Benefield doing better, and what a joy to see you tonight as well. Uh, 
I got saved at an old-fashioned independent uh, Baptist church in... Uh, it was a good church at one time, if, if I remember correctly, I believe, uh, Gulf Coast Baptist Temple, where I got saved in Ocean Springs, uh, led the state of Mississippi for 12 years in baptism. It was a growing, thriving church. Had a lot of good preachers come through that church. Uh, and I don't say this critically at all. Uh, Brother Eddie was uh, my pastor for years and who I got saved under. Uh, but the church, as a teenager that I went to, had nothing even close to what we do here. And there's very few churches that uh, have so much going on that is geared toward the young people. Uh, back when I was a teenager, youth conference, there might have been one or two going on in the nation somewhere. Uh, but there's a lot of investment that this church has made and is making in the life of our young people. And this is what I think about. Much is given, much is required. That's right. Now, a lot of you adults, and I, you know, you, you, you know that uh, if you went to church when you were a kid, you never had nothing like a youth conference and all that. You didn't, you didn't have all of that, you know, in a camp and then, you know, smite and, and all of those things. And, uh, and it's wonderful. And I appreciate every testimony uh, that we, we heard tonight in, in God changing life. And our young people today, listen carefully, they do need a lot. Because yeah. yeah. there's a lot coming for them and at them. This is a different world that we're in now than when you and I, many of you were teenagers. Can I get some help there? I'm telling you, I'm not making any, any excuses. I'm just saying, I, I, I'm just glad that this church has invested a lot to try to encourage and keep encouraged. The young people. Not a perfect church. We don't add it all together. But we put our money where our mouth is. Yes, sir. We put our money where our mouth is. We invested a lot of money to try to make a difference in the life of our young people. And every penny of it is well spent. Can I get some help there? Amen. That's what it's all about. The book of Judges, if you're able tonight, let's stand. I'm aware of the time. Nobody is more aware of the clock than when, when I'm at church. Nobody, because I'm watching the time. I understand our engineer retreat program and what time they have to be back. I'm very, very aware of all of that. And I just got kind of a, I got a message, but there's just one point I believe the Lord wants to make, okay? Now, I'm going to make a thousand others, okay? Yeah. But just one, just one just little point, okay? Judges 11, I'd like to get into the whole story. I'd like to lay it all out, but I just need a thought from the verse. It's not my text, so I, I don't have any problem using it. Look at Judges 11, verse 35. And it came to pass when he saw her uh, that he rent his clothes and said, Alas, my daughter, thou hast brought me very low, and thou art one of them that trouble me, for I have opened my mouth unto the Lord, and I cannot. What does it say? I have opened my mouth unto the Lord. Young people, God takes note what you stand and say here. I have opened my mouth unto the Lord, and I cannot go back. When I surrendered to preach nearly 39 years ago, I have never had any intent of going back. Now, I could go back. We'll talk about that tonight. And, uh, but that's never been my thoughts of going back. You know, I want to stay faithful to the Lord all the days of my life. Now, go with me to the book of uh, the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John, uh, chapter 6. Young people, I don't want you just serving God here tonight, but 10 and 20 and 30 years from now, I want you to still be in church serving God. And that's, that's not going to get easier. 
It's going to get tougher. I know preachers think, oh, if you stay out of church a long time, it'll get a lot easier. People love you. They know you. Uh, just get, the longer you stay, the easier it gets. Just the opposite. Just the opposite. It is. It's hard to stay at a place a long time. And I mean, you've heard all my jokes. You've, you know, you, you've heard a lot of the sermons. And I got different titles, same points. You know, same, coming back to the same time. One man told me, and he didn't mean it critically. He said this not long ago. Is it going to be the same old, same old? I said, well, when you get the same old, same old nailed down, we'll go to something else. I, I didn't say that. I kind of thought that, okay. And, uh, and, uh, but anyway, look in uh, John chapter number 6. John 6 verse 48. I am that bread of life. Not only is the Lord the water we talked about this morning. He's the bread. Yeah. I said he's the bread. Can I get a witness there? In verse 49, your fathers did eat manna uh, in the wilderness and are dead. Okay, dead. Uh, this is a bread which cometh down from heaven uh, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. You see that? The living bread. If any man eat of this bread he shall live forever can I get a witness there and uh, the bread that I will give is my flesh which I will give for the life of the world that's the gospel I said that's the gospel amen the Jews uh, therefore strove among themselves saying how can this man give us uh, his flesh to eat it went totally over their head then Jesus said unto them verily verily I say unto you except you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood you shall have no life in you you know you know they're scratching their head uh, whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life and I will raise him up uh, at the last day for my flesh is meat indeed and my body is drink indeed and uh, he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him uh, as the father uh, as the living father hath sent me and I live by the father so he that eateth me even he shall live by me uh, this is that bread which come down from heaven uh, not as your father Others did eat manna uh, and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall what? Live forever. These things saith uh, he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. You're talking about people getting uncomfortable. You're talking about people looking at the other end of the pew. You're talking about people saying, what did he say? What is he saying? Where is he? What is this? And uh, I'm sure that was going on in that service uh, uh, at that time. Many, therefore, of his disciples when they heard that said this is a hard saying uh, who, who can hear it and Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it he saith unto them doeth this offend you what and if ye shall see the son of man ascend up where he was before it is the spirit that quickeneth and the flesh profiteth nothing the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, they are what? Now he just kind of gave them a big hint. He says, fellas, don't get all shaky here. The words I speak, they are spirit, they are life. They are, and watch this. Uh, but there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. And he said, therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given uh, unto him uh, of my father. From that time, 
Many of his disciples, what did it say? Yeah. Went back. And Japheth, there in the book of Judges, said, I cannot go back. Come on. I cannot go back. Here it says, from that time, many of his disciples, what does it say? Amen. Went back and walked. What does it say? No. no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will you also go away? I love this. Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? That's right. Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ. Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve? And one of you is a devil. He spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. Father, we love you. Thank you for your word. God, the message is for all of us. The message is for all of us. It's for me. The message is for me, it's for my wife, it's for the youth pastors, for the Sunday school teachers, for the bus workers, the RU workers, those that work in the sound, those that are in the choir, those that clean the buildings, those that mow the grass. God, the message tonight is for all of us. God, I pray in these next few minutes, God, that you would help me to help your people. Father, we'll thank you for it. We love you. In Jesus' name we do pray and ask it all. Amen. You may be seated. After hearing Jesus' words, there were many that went back, the Bible says, and walked no more with him. If you look at it, it says there in verse 66, from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. It didn't say a few. Are y'all with me tonight? It said many. It said many. Number two, not only did it say many, now, you're going to have to think about this and get home, and you may talk about it for half the week, but, but I'm just showing you what the Bible says. The Bible says, from that time, many of his disciples went back. Many of his disciples. When you and I read the Bible and we come to church, when we hear the word disciple, we always think about the 12 disciples. Yeah. And every time we hear the word disciple, we always think of that. And you've got to be careful sometimes when you're reading the Bible. Uh, you understand that Jesus did have more uh, than just uh, 12 uh, disciples. Uh, the Bible tells us that uh, he, had, uh, he sent out 70. Uh, if you want to look at Luke chapter 10, just really fast. Luke chapter 10 and, and verse number 1. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also. And sent them two and two before his face and to every city of the place. Now, we don't know their names. We don't know anything about them. But when you and I read the Bible, we think about the 12. In Luke 10, the Bible closes there were 70 others. Now, we don't know much about them or if any about them, but there were 70. Now, when the Bible says from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. I don't know who those disciples were. But I do know this. They were disciples. I said, I do know this because it's what the Bible said. So what Pastor Carr said, the Bible says that they were disciples. Now, they were not part of the 12, but it said uh, many of his disciples went back and, and walked no more uh, with him. Is it possible for a, a Christian to backslide? Yes, sir. Absolutely. 
we Baptists prove this all the time. Can I get some help there? And, uh, and so it says they went back, but watch this. It says they walked no more with him. That's what it says. It says from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. They didn't follow him no more. They didn't uh, listen to him anymore. Uh, they undoubtedly didn't walk with him anymore. It says from that time, many of his disciples uh, went back and walked no more uh, with him. I, I got two titles for you tonight. Number one is don't go back. Amen. Don't go back. Amen. The other title was some things you want to be sure of. Look with me, if you would, at verse number, and I think this is one of the key elements that, that kept the, uh, the other 11 not to go back. And uh, Judas never, I mean, he was part of the 12, but he never got saved. But if you look at verse uh, uh, number uh, 68, then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe in our, watch this, in our what? In our sure. That thou art that Christ... The son of the living God. I'm just going to give you some points. And uh, they, they are part of the message. Uh, but it's, they're not really the message. Number one, there's the possibility of any of us going back. Amen. Somebody said to me recently, so-and-so, if they're not careful, I'll give them a month, they'll be out of church. And I was astounded that they said, I couldn't believe that. And uh, uh, this particular person. And, uh, uh, but there's the possibility of any of us going back. The Bible says, he that think he stand it, take heed lest he fall. Hey, uh, don't get arrogant. Uh, don't get cocky, okay? Uh, don't get overconfident. You know, Peter said, hey, I'll d die before I deny you. And it would, Jesus said, he's going to be here in a little while. And you're going to be even telling people, you don't know who I am. You're going to be cussing up a storm. Yeah. And uh, Peter got, you know, he got overconfident there. And by the way, don't get critical of others who do go back. We need to pray for them. We need to try to restore them. You with your spiritual restore such a one in the spirit of meekness considering thyself lest you also be tempted. Amen. So I, I never try to offer criticism to those who, who quit on God, who backslide, who, who get away from God. Hey, there's a possibility that could happen to anybody in this room. Yeah. None of us are exempt from that. So there's a possibility of going back. Number two, there's reasons why you don't want to go back. Come on, yeah, uh, I'm just going to give them to you. Okay, number one, uh, you don't want to go back for Christ's sake. Come on. Now that right there, we could close our Bibles, get the invitation to go home. Some people say, I don't go back. I want to go back because for, for my wife. I don't, I don't want to go back for my children. I, I don't want to go back for uh, before the pastor. I, I don't want to go back for my church. I, preach, I want to stay true to God and I want to walk with God uh, all the days of my life. You, you better make it for Christ's sake. Because your kids are going to grow up. Are you with me tonight? Your mate could die. And I'm just simply saying, there's some good reasons that'll make good preaching, but it needs to be for Christ's sake. For Christ's sake, I don't want to go back. May I say exactly, you don't want to go back because of your testimony. Yes. Some of you have built a, a testimony uh, among your family and your neighbors and where you work at. And uh, uh, hey, you want to protect that testimony. Yeah. See, from that testimony comes an influence. I said from the testimony comes an influence. And God is beginning to use some of you. And you're beginning to, uh, to have influence on your family and, and those you work with. And hey, you don't want to go back. Why? Because of your influence. Go to Revelation chapter 3. Let me show you this.
I could give you hundreds of reasons tonight uh, why, why you, you, you don't need to go back and why you shouldn't go back. And when I speak of going back, I'm talking about backsliding. I'm talking about, you know, getting out of church. I'm talking about, you know, giving up your prayer life. I'm talking about uh, giving up your faithfulness to church. I'm talking about quitting your Sunday school class and getting out of the choir and, and you know, just kind of come into the church, you know, once every year or so. You still with me tonight? Look at Revelation chapter number 3. The book of Revelation chapter 3 and verse 11. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. That no man take thy crown. I do believe you can lose rewards. I do believe you can lose uh, crowns, okay? And, but here's the message, and the message really is only going to be one point. I'm going to give you these fast. Let me give you some keys of not going back. It's going to be a little different, but they're going to be. Go back to John chapter number 6. Uh, I, just, I just saw this, man. I thought it was so good. So many of the disciples, you know, Jesus said, except you eat my flesh, drink my blood, you have no part in me. And he's talking about a relationship. He's talking about uh, salvation. He's talking about the gospel. And uh, he ain't talking about eating his literary finger off and drinking his literally blood. He, he made that clear. We understand uh, that he gave his body on Calvary and he shed his blood for our sins. But, but watch this. Look at John chapter 6. And so many of them, you know, they said, this is a hard saying. That's the hardest sermon I ever heard in my life. I, I, I'm done with this. I'm out of here. And, and many of them left. Many of them left. You know, Jesus said, say, hey, boys, come back. I'll water it down for you. That's not what I meant. Come on back. Amen. He didn't do that. I said he didn't do that. Amen. And I believe it's the right thing to do when people fall out of church and they backslide and get code on God and get away from God. I think we ought to go visit. I think we ought to try to, you know, love on them and, and encourage them and, and try to help them get back up. But many of those turned around and they walked off. Jesus didn't go trace them down, put them in a headlock and bring them back. Matter of fact, this is what he did. Look at it now. And uh, uh, look at verse 67. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, we also go away. I can just sense it. I can just, I'm, it's like I'm standing there. They said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear? And you watch the crowd begin to dwindle. This one's going out that way. This one's going out that way. This one's going out that way. And the crowd is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And man, everybody's looking around. You can just sense everybody's uncomfortable. You can just stick. And then Jesus looks at him and he says... Would you go away also? Come on now. And I love old Peter, man. Don't you like Peter? Oh, yeah, he had his problems, but I love it, man. He, he's coming around looking. He's like, where are we going to go? You the man. <laughs> That's Mississippi talk, okay? Uh, where, where are we at? Ain't nothing worth on TV better than this. Fishing ain't better than this. Can I get a witness? You're it. Look what he says. I love this. Then said Jesus unto them, the, the twelve, will you go away? Uh, will you also go away? Uh, then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And I love this. And we believe and are sure 
that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Can I ask a question tonight? Are you sure that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God? Amen. I, I, I know you say, is that really a point, preacher? Are, are, are you really asking me, do I really believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? I'm exactly asking you that. Amen. That is exactly my, my question because I pastor long enough now, believe it or not, I've seen people leave a Baptist church to go to be a Buddhist. I've seen preachers to lose a Baptist church to go to be a Jehovah's Witness. I've seen people lose a Baptist church to go to be a Mormon. I'm simply saying to you tonight, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Amen. Yeah. I've got a lot of shortcomings and a lot of failures, but I'm just going to join in with Peter tonight and say, I am sure that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. I ain't thinking it's, you know, maybe, maybe there's a, maybe he was, and, or maybe he is. I, I, I kind of think maybe he was. No, 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 absolutely 10 billion times tonight. I am sure that Jesus Christ is and was and will always be the son of the living God. I'm telling you, you'll wind up going back if you're not careful and you start thinking was Jesus really the Messiah? Was Jesus really uh, the Son of God? Is Jesus really the, the only way to heaven? Absolutely yes. Are you sure of that tonight? You got some doubt going on in your heart tonight about who, if, if you do, you'll go back. Peter said, we ain't going back. Where are we going to go? We are sure, I am sure that thou art the Christ. You know, I've been dabbling over here, preacher, with this, and I've been dabbling on the internet over here in this, and I've been looking at this, and, you know, are you sure? Do you really think Jesus is the answer? With all of my life, I'll put my eternal destination on it. Amen. Because it is. Amen. Because I am trusting Jesus Christ. Who you trusting? Who are you trusting tonight? My trust is in Christ and Him alone. Christ is the Son of the living God. Look at verse 68 again tonight. Then uh, Simon Peter answered, well, that should have got a little more amen. Y'all, I, I think we got that much doubt in here tonight. A lot, a lot of you really wondering if Jesus is the Son of God. For God so loved the world that He gave His only. Do you think there's two or three others out there tonight? He is the only one. He gave his only begotten son. Look with me tonight at verse number 68. Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words. See that? Thou hast the words of what? Not only, not only am I sure that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, but I am sure that you can trust the word of God. Now, we don't apologize here. And people advertise it and say, you know, King James only. Are you King James only? We're King James only, only, only. Yeah. With another only, only. Oh. Are you with me tonight? And I'm simply saying with all of my heart, I believe this is the word of God. You can trust it from Genesis to Revelation. My friend, I believe every dot, every tittle. I believe every single bit. And I believe when I hold that Bible up, I am holding up the words of God. I believe that Bible is as sure of what Moses had when he came down from Mount Sinai. That is the word of God. I don't wonder that. I'm not doubting that. I'm not hoping that. I am sure that you can trust the word of God. I'm telling you why a lot of people go back. Number one, they're not sure is Christ really the Son of God. They're not sure. Can they trust this Bible? You can trust God's Word. 
Oh, yes, I wish I had the time to give you all the verses tonight, but you can trust the Word of God. Hey, number three, are you sure of your salvation? Amen. Well, I think I'm saved. I, 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 I hope I'm going to heaven. I, I, I'm pretty sure. No, you got to know you're going to heaven. You got to know you're going to heaven. Go to 1 John chapter 5, verse. Oh, there's 1 John heaven. <laughs> yeah, but uh, does it ring true in your heart? Do you know for sure that when you die tonight, that you're going to go to heaven? Yes. One of the young ladies uh, got up and gave her testimony that, that she got saved at, at camp. You know what? I'm glad she got saved. Boy, you, look, if you got doubts, get it, get, it, get it settled. Get it settled tonight. Have that assurance of your salvation. 1 John 5 and verse 13, These things have I written unto you that believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. These are not really the message, okay? But it's fun preaching. Christ is the only Savior. He's the only Son of the living God. Do you agree with that? And I'm sure of that. And I am sure that this is Bible. You can trust the Word of God. And I am sure that if I died today, I'd open up my eyes in heaven, not because I'm a preacher, not because I'm good, but because I have received Christ. But watch this. Go back to John. You're going to like this. Oh, you're going to like this. And I don't know if it'll get you excited or not, but I think you're going to like it. Look at John 6 again. Watch this. Look at verse 68. Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Yes. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Yes. You know what Peter is saying tonight? Peter is saying, I'm sure that the Christian life is the best life. Are you with me, young people, tonight? Yeah. You, you missed it, okay? I'll, I'll read it to you again. Uh, then Simon Peter answered uh, him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal where, where are we going to go? Oh, where are we going to go? I submit to you tonight, the Christian life is the best life. Amen. You're never missing out on life when you're following Jesus Christ. You're never missing out in life when you surrender your life to Christ and you're a Christian and you're living a Christian life. I submit to you tonight, my friend, the Christian life is the best life. I've been on the other side. I've seen the other side. I know what the alcohol is about, the drugs are about. I've been on that side of it all. Hey, you can have that side. Give me this side of it tonight. This is the best life. Many of us tonight, is, we have this attitude. Let me get this over with tonight so I can go do what I really want to do. Come on, you're right. Let me, let me kind of get, you know, grow up in a Christian home and kind of let me get this out of the way so I can get out there and do what I really want to do. This is the best life. Don't, don't go back. Don't go back. This is the best life is serving Jesus Christ. And by the way, when we older folks go back, we, we kind of put a little doubt in the young people. Like, well, if it's the best life and it's the most wonderful life, why so many going back? Come on. We shout amen, hallelujah. Preacher, you're right. It is the best life. Then why is it that so many go back? May I submit to you tonight so many people's attitude is this. You know, let, let me retire so I can begin to enjoy life. 
and let me retire so I can begin to enjoy life. I'm enjoying life now. Yeah, I really don't know how much how you can enjoy any, any more than what I'm enjoying now. And it's always waiting for this certain thing or this certain house or this certain property or this, uh, this certain uh, uh, retirement or this promotion, you know, or get, get out of school or get out of college or, or get this thing and get that thing. When I get all of that, then I'm going to enjoy life. You're missing the whole ship tonight. My friend, it's Jesus Christ's life. He said, I came to give you life and that you might have it more abundantly. You know, serving Christ does not have to be easy but it can be enjoyable and I really believe with all of my heart that the Christian life is the best life George W. Truett was speaking to a thousand preachers so Bible college this is back in the 30s sometime during that, that era he died in 1944 he was going to be a lawyer and uh, he uh, got saved and surrendered his life and became a preacher and he said to those thousand young preachers, he said, if I had my life all over to do it all over again, if I could go back and live my life all over again, if I could have, this is what he said, if I could have 10,000 lives, I'd want them all to live for Jesus Christ. Every one of them. To live for Jesus Christ. I love this. I read this uh, the other day about George W. Truett that he pastored that church for 47 years. You with me tonight? 47 years. And on his deathbed when he was dying, he wrote out his resignation. <laughs> That's when you get mine. <laughs> on his deathbed, he was dying. They said he was dying and the last thing he did, he wrote out his resignation to his church. Son, that is serving God to the end. <laughs> serving God to the end. Why? Because it's the best life. Sunday school teachers, listen to me. The best life is the Christian life. Amen. So many are going back. They're going back. And I'm simply saying, it doesn't have to be easy, but I believe the Christian life, we make it like it's just, it is going to be some difficulties and heartaches and problems and, and all of that comes with the Christian life, but it's still the best life. Amen. It's still the best life. Are you going to go away too, Peter? Peter's looking around. He's going like, where are we going to go? What are we going to go do? You're it. You're it. It doesn't get any better than Jesus Christ. What do you think you're going to do when you get to heaven? Why should I make heaven so wonderful? You ever thought of that? Well, my loved ones are there. Yeah. The street is gold, yeah. The pearl, yeah. But what's going to make heaven so wonderful is Jesus is there. Jesus is there. The best life is the Christian life. The best life is the Christian life. Is that true tonight for you? So why do we spend so much time mully grubbing, mully grubbing, Mully grubbing. And it's like we're always looking for this spot to get off. We're always looking for this spot to get out. We don't want to be looking to get out. We want to be looking to get in. Yeah. The Christian life is the best life. 
And many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Heads were bowed, eyes are closed tonight. Thank you for listening to Dan Carr Sr. Preach Don't Go Back. We hope you join us the next time. We hold services every Sunday morning at 11 a.m., every Sunday evening at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We also hold Sunday school at 9.45 a.m. May the peace of God be with you until next time. God bless, amen and amen.